This is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Indeed it is. Good morning. It is already September 23rd, if you can believe that. My name is Dayton Kane, David Nason, the show sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Dayton. Good morning, everybody. So you weren't here last no. week, and I don't know if everybody realizes this, but uh, Jack, our news guy here, was either... <laughs> Dumb enough or brave enough to admit he's a, a Bears fan. I'm not <laughs> oh, sure yeah. which oh, which yeah, it baby. is, but uh, you're two. You're zero two now, buddy. You're right. We are zero two right now. It's definitely a tough start to the season, and you know, with the firing, well, resignation of <laughs> right. Alan Williams, that makes it even more difficult. Uh, yeah. Some uncertain situations around right. that whole thing, but yeah, definitely a tough start. But it's the beginning of the season. We're zero two. We're not, you know, zero seventeen. Yes. Yeah. And I heard something last week. I don't remember the, the, the chances of a team starting the season 0 and 2 and getting to the playoffs is something like nine. There's a 98% chance you're not, not going to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, wah, wah. so we just got to worry about the Lions, I think. Yeah. yeah so, so uh, pretty good. Here's yeah. the thing you you called it. You're, it's your fault you lost <laughs> because the first game was against the Packers and it you was. said, I would rather the Packers win now. And then the Bears win the second game exactly. when there's something at stake. Exactly. So you kind of cursed that contention. game right off the bat. Uh, if that means that you know Justin Fields gets to go to Lambeau and tell them what for, and it's yeah. a beautiful game, I'll take it. You we'll know? see. We'll see. And I, we're going to the belly of the beast this weekend, going to Kansas City. That's oh, yeah. going to be tough, uh-huh. but yeah. I'm very excited for that game. I, I heard that uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers texted Jordan Love after mm-hmm. the first game, said, thanks for ke- keeping the ownership in place. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, I'm sure Aaron Rodgers <laughs> I say is that texting not from his hospital it. bed. I now. say that not meaning <laughs> it, but good luck. <laughs> right. Right. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Thank Jack. You. All right, so we have no guests on the show today. So yeah. the, the phone lines are wide open at 855-616-1620 on the old National Bank talking text line. Any questions you have, we'll try to answer them. As we were thinking about the show today, we were running through some things we do. I said right. we could talk about how to fix the healthcare system. Right. You said what we don't have enough time, time. to figure yeah. that out. Right. And we have two hours. We right. still don't have enough time no. to figure that out. And I don't think we want to uh, We could go there. try to figure out how to fix the slice on my drive. My golf game this week was terrible. There's that, a lot of, if you go on Instagram, there's all kinds of okay. videos on so, there about how to fix your drive. I don't know if they all work. We talked about how to fix the best old-fashioned. A lot of people, it is old-fashioned day today. Yeah. So I keep meaning wanting to go to, to Ishnala. Apparently, they make an amazing... Yeah. Old fashioned. We'll there. have to make a road trip. Yeah. Go over and do that. Uh, see if we could fix my ADP app so I can actually get paid to do the show today. That okay. would be a good one. Um, but really, I think we should just tell stories about our college days. Sure. Is your wife listening? Because if my wife's listening, my, I can't tell those my stories. My family's still you? asleep. Okay, my so dad's listening, I'm sure. So <laughs> He <laughs> might chime in with some stories from your past. Well, huh? no. Remember when? Actually, he's he probably remembers one. Yeah, my 21st birthday. Yeah, yeah. he remembers that. I was still living with him while I was in college, so 
Okay. Yeah, right. that was a good one. My dad may remember me coming home to get some money to pay a fine or two that <laughs> no. I needed to pay. No, I I didn't have any of that. I had I definitely had some some. Uh, I was not driving that night. Let's put it that way. All right. So she, Sheila in Milwaukee texted in. Uh, they have eleven percent chance of making playoffs at home to start zero or three three percent. I don't even know what that's. You don't even want to know what your chances are. Oh, 0 and 3. I get it. So an 0 and 3 start, start, you don't want to know. So people already chiming in on the Bears. Oh, I'm sure. They're very fond of doing that. When I came home after the season opener, I got out of my car in Milwaukee and heard an expletive followed by the Bears when I was just walking down Farwell Avenue. Yeah. I'm sure. All right. So I think what we've settled on is obviously we're going to take calls today and answer any questions we have. And we already have one on the phone from Scott New Berlin that we're going to get to. But the other thing we want to do is stump David Nason. So if there are terms out there that you think David might not know that comes to housing and fixing things, call in with those or texting with those, and we'll see if he can answer those uh, texts and calls on certain terms that are associated with building. I'll tell people, I I don't think I know everything about a house or anything. I do know a lot. You know a lot. Uh, You know, spent a lot of time in construction, all that, and Tom Faza was a great mentor. So, yeah. So, we'll so that's see. what we're going to do today. Stump David Nason and we'll take your calls and texts. Scott New Berlin, hang on. We'll get to you next. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. The Fix It Show with Dayton Kane and David Nason on WTMJ. You can find the Fix It Show podcast on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dayton Kane. David Nason. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go right to the phones. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. You can try to stump David Nason <laughs> if you've got a term you think he might not know, or you can ask a question, and that's what Scott is doing in New Berlin. Good morning, Scott. What's your question this morning? Well, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, my home is about 40 years old, and I've been up in the attic. The insulation seems sound. There's no mold. But it's clear after 40 years I could uh, use some more bloated insulation and uh, ceiling. So I'm planning on doing that. But the contractor is uh, seeking to convince me that I really need to put an attic fan in there to try to get air exchange uh, throughout the year. And I'm wondering what your opinion is about the value of a solar attic fan uh, in my home. So you're, you're talking about the, the fan that's on the roof. Correct. That when you say solar, when, right. it, when it heats up, goes on uh, um, and, and exhausts air out of your attic. So right. Nate my, and I, my question would be, what do you have ventilation-wise yeah, currently? Right, do you have right. a ridge vent? Do you have static vents? I've got four static vents. It's about a thousand square feet for that attic space. Uh, four um, vents on top, and uh, then I've got my soffits, and I'll put new baffles in there to make sure I've got airflow going through yeah. there. So Dayton and I went to a, a seminar earlier this year, and I've gone to it like three times. Put on by a company called AirVent, probably the largest manufacturer of attic ventilation, roof ventilation products in the country, and they preach two mm-hmm. things. A balanced attic ventilation system, meaning a balanced amount of air coming in and a balanced air amount going out. And second, do not mix different types of ventilation on your roof. So if you have static vents, that's all you should have on your roof. If you have a ridge vent, that's all you should have on your roof. If you have those little squirrely things that you see on barns and things, uh, the turbine turbine Uh vents, that's all you should have on your roof. If you have a power ventilator like he's talking about, that's all you should have on your roof. And the reason is, especially with the power vents, when that turns on, 
it turns the other vents up high on your roof into intake vents because it will pull uh-huh. air in through there, and we don't want that. So um, I would say if yeah. it's been working all this time, yeah. what, what you have to make sure is when he blows that insulation in that the baffles are in place yeah, right. and they're properly still right. venting that, yeah. that attic. And it's it's a little hard now, but during a summer, uh, the attic, I believe – the attic should be no more than 20 degrees hotter than the temperature. Is it outside? Yes. Yeah, outside. So you can put a thermostat in your attic. And even though it's really hot up there, if it's if it's 85 degrees, 90 degrees, you go up in your attic and it's 100 degrees, That that's fine. We just don't want it to be like 130 up right. there. So as Dayton said, if as long as you're not seeing any signs of any condensation or other problems up there, I, I wouldn't change anything. I'm a big believer in houses that were built that have the static vents on them. When you replace your roof, put well, static vents back. All the all these roofers, I you know, no, nothing personal against them. It seems like everybody wants to put a ridge vent on your roof, which is fine. And if it's an aesthetic thing, you want it to look a little better. You don't want to see those vents. Great, as long as that roofer is talking to you about increasing the ventilation in your soffits. Or making sure you have enough yeah, soffit vents. Right, doing yeah. that calculation yep. to make sure. Great. That's really helpful, guys. Thanks. Yep. Hey, thanks You're for welcome. listening. Thanks have for the call. Have a great weekend. 855-616-1620. Let's go to Mary in Fond du Lac. Good morning, Mary. What's your question? Good morning. I have a house that's about 25 years old. And it has windows that have storms on them. The storms are falling apart. The windows are coming out of the aluminum frames. The sill of the uh, storm is wooden and it's rotting. Do I replace the whole window or do I just replace the storms? Well, if the the window itself and the frames are in in good condition... And Dayton, not, the, not the storm yeah, window, but Dayton, the actual window. Yeah, Dayton sees windows every day, too. Yeah. Uh, the, if, if that's fine, then you can just replace the storm, and you may want to switch to, sounds like you have wood storms, you may want to switch to an aluminum storm, then you don't have any painting well, or rotting. Kind of aluminum. I'm sorry? They're aluminum with a wood base, which made no sense to me. Hmm. Okay, a wood frame? Okay. I think I've seen those. Uh, with aluminum. There's a couple companies that years ago, if their window when they sold their windows, the single glazed window, their their storm would have wood around it, but the inside was all aluminum. Um, but yeah, you don't need to replace your windows. It it might be time to do that, but it's also possible to just replace your storms. You're up in the Fond du Lac area. Okay. I'm not sure about anybody up there. Around here, I would suggest people go to Lisbon Storm Screen and Door, but. Yeah, I don't uh, know about up that they, way. They might go. They're a pretty big company around here. They might go service the Fond du Lac area. Yeah, but yeah, if if your windows are if your windows are okay and you like yeah. your storms, you can get new storms put on if yeah. the if the inside actual window is fine. Right. Okay, then I have one more question. Sure. I've had two different contractors out here, and they both tell me my windows are construction grade. What does that mean? So construction grade generally. Uh, when in construction is something that it's not a when you a better way of saying you have stuff that's good, better, and best. This is in the good category. Right. It's good enough to be used in in the construction of the home, but it's not it's not a window product that has any real bells and whistles kind of any any custom features or or added features to it. 
So it's it's the type that if a builder is building a house um, and they don't have a buyer, they're probably going to pick the product that that doesn't cost them as much, and that that's really what it comes okay. down to is the cost of the product. So and there's always a better product out there. Um, so that that's kind of what they mean by construction grade. Okay, perfect. Thank you so very much. Yeah, You're thanks welcome. for listening. Thanks Mary. for calling. Have a great weekend. 855-616-1620. We're going to take a break. We have some text to get to. I see a term in here we're going to try to stump you with as well. It is the Fix It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ's The Fix It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. The 13th annual Open Doors Milwaukee going on, 130 locations to visit today. If you've never done it, it's free to do, and it's awesome. You can see some really cool buildings you normally don't have access to. I'm kind of bummed my granddaughter's turning two Mm. this weekend, and we're doing a big birthday party at our house today. So after the show, I'm going to set that up, and then we got the party, and so I can't hit this because it's one of my favorite things that happens in Milwaukee. It is really cool. We've done it too, but I'm going to Louis' Last Blast Regatta, so anybody who's in the Milwaukee area who's a sailor. We know it's our uh, the last uh, regatta of the year. It's a it's a fundraiser for a Children's Hospital, so it's a great event. But uh, sounds fun. be a good got time a good down. day for it as long as the rain stays yep. uh, north like it looks like it's going. Yep, we're going to be down at Social so. Yacht Club later today. So. All right, it is a fix it show. The old National Bank talk and text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. We do have a text, couple texts here. Let's see. Is it too late in the season to have vinyl siding washed? If water gets behind the siding, will there be time for it to dry before winter? Absolutely, time for it. Water um, is getting behind your vinyl siding yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's it moves. It, it has little drain holes if yeah, you look at it. Yeah. I mean, so vinyl siding, yeah, not considered a waterproof siding. Right. And this time of the year is generally the driest time of the year, in my opinion. The fall is September, October is like the best time to do your roof and do siding. Yeah. The guy, the crews love it because it's a little cooler. They're not they're not boiling up on the roof or anything. We don't have as much rain. And so you're, you know, they they can keep working, uh, painting. It's a great time to do painting as well. It's dry, so absolutely go ahead and clean. Do not power wash it. I don't know if they asked about that. No, they no said power. have it done. Yeah. Or, so a professional may come in with a pressure washer, might, but, but they, they know, know what, they're, what doing. they're doing. Yeah. yeah, they've done it. Many but if times. you're doing it yourself, uh, hose pressure. Your garden hose is enough. Maybe well, a little bit of detergent. I got some algae that forms on one wall of <laughs> yeah. my house, and I have to use a brush at yes, the end of my hose. Right. It's just a soft brush to right. help get I was that loose. Say a soft bristle brush and some detergent. One of the, either one of these things, um, Wet and Forget or Joe Max is uh, helpful for that. Even Dawn Dish Soap right. works pretty well. Yep. All right, great question. We have another one here from Joey in Sussex. It says, my AC ain't working so good. I'm hopeful heat will work. Is it warm? If it's warm out, can I try my heater? Absolutely. Yeah. I do home inspections right? all year. And the one thing I run in the furnace every during every inspection, whether it's winter or summer or whatever, so I want to make sure the furnace is working. The one thing I can't run is the air conditioning every day of the year. So we're still running them now, but we'll get to a point here not too long, unfortunately, where when we start seeing temperatures cold at night and it doesn't get above 60 during the day, that's when we stop running air it, if you talk to Jason from Capital Heating and Cooling, he'll tell you that they have ways that they can do it when it's cold, but that's they're trained to do that. Right. Home inspectors basically have a general rule. Once it's not getting above 60 degrees during the day, we stop testing. And that's a good rule for every homeowner, too. Right. Because you right. don't want to run it and put it under that it, where it could freeze up and right. seize yes. up on you. It, air conditioning is an exchange of heat. So if we don't have enough heat outside, it's really not going to work anyways. So. Right. 
and uh, always turn your breaker off to your air conditioner in the winter. Two reasons. You don't want any, any little bit of charge out there. It creates a little heat. That's going to attract the mice in there to make a nest. And secondly, you don't want to turn it on accidentally right. in the winter. Uh, Joey also has a stump. David Nason, turn. Don't look at the text because he actually look. explains it in the text. So we'll okay. get to that when we come back. Okay. We do need to take a break over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Jack Growl. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, guys. Thanks so much for throwing it over to the news. More of your questions next. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Get us those questions on the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. I want to say hi to Pam in New Berlin. Got to meet her yesterday. She says she listens to the show all the time, so thank you for that. Appreciate that. And let's go to Joey's second part of his text here, because he's trying to stump you here. I haven't been looking at my screen with the text. We're doing stump David Nason. If you have terms you think he may not know, um, his says ESP when it comes to HVAC. What does that stand for? When you said ESP, I was thinking that's that's like the perception. Perception. Oh, I, I, what, what's the Jason's alternative? talked about this yeah. before. I was going to say, I was, what's the saying? Um, I I can't think of it, but anyways, ESP. So here's what he says. Um, just well, just no, no. no I'm going to tell you. He says uh, uh, HVAC sales guy came in measured. Well, I won't say that part. Also, three other HVAC guys never mentioned it, so he'd be amazed if you do know what it is. So I think it has something to do with the. The pressure in the ductwork, yeah, and because that, that's how they size the system for the house. Look at you! Yeah. You've been listening uh, when Jason yeah. talks. Yeah, it, so, external static, static pressure. pressure, right? Yes, static. external static term. pressure, so, and that is it's the resistance in the duct system right. based on filters, grills, coils, ductwork, right. everything combined, so, and then they have that. so it's got to basically be a balanced system on both sides of the of exactly. the on both sides the 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 returns and the um, and the supplies, so yep. you don't have a have a higher pressure on one side or the other. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading the next text here. So, uh, is it another? No, we'll get to that one okay. in a little bit. We do okay. have another stump, David. Here, this one says the term brander. Do you know what a brander, brander. is? Brander. I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was. Relating to a house. Yes. Brander. I am, I'm reaching. I don't... I Oh, we're stumping brand, you with this brander. one. I, it stumped me. Give me a hint. Uh, another term Just, for it is ceiling batten. Do you know what a ceiling batten is? Um, no? We stumped David yeah, Mason? Yeah, right. Hey, congratulations. All right. It's a section of timber of set oh. size used to support ceiling boards. So basically a rafter, it sounds well, like, right? No? So I or is it think, more like a log cabin? Like Yeah, I would have thought, I wonder if it's similar to a purlin. So when you have um, when you have a, like a metal building or a, maybe a, a timber frame building, okay. you have the large uh, structural trusses, okay. and then the, the pieces that go in between horizontally, perpendicular to the trusses or the, the main right. frame, those are also called purlins. And then you have... Your joists or your rafters will sit on top okay. of those. So I wonder if a brander might be same, similar to a purlin. Same thing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That was a new yeah. one for me. Yeah, it's not it your up. typical residential construction type. But By the way, if you're ever in your garage or your house and you have these rafters and these beams yeah. supporting your roof... Don't cut them. Don't cut them. Don't don't they'll yeah. they'll make your roof collapse. Yeah. Literally, I've so those, seen it those happen are on people. Collar ties. And you shouldn't overload them either. You shouldn't put a whole bunch of stuff up in your attic. Uh, and those are mo- they're they're intention. They're being pulled. 
from end to end. Yeah. Because as you're saying, your roof will collapse. A a pitched roof, gravity wants to pull the the peak of that roof down, and the, which would pull it, push the walls out. And right. so that that collar tie runs from side to side to keep that roof from collapsing. Yeah. So if you cut them, uh, if you take a little notch out of it, yeah, they're not structural, but. Uh, but you really should. I see a lot of times people cut them to put their garage door That's opener. That's what in. I've seen. <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. and the whole roof sags, and the yeah. and like you said, the walls, the walls on the exterior start bowing out. It right. is crazy to see. Yes. Don't ever cut those right. all the way through. Yeah. Like you said, if you and, have to notch it for something, yeah. that's one thing. But and you know yeah. what? If you can't put a a joist back, and sometimes you try to find today back when if a lot of garages were built like that but try to find a 22 foot 2 by 6 today that's straight in the you know <laughs> right. at the hardware or lumber right. yard you can't but what you could do is put a cable across sometimes you'll see where they'll actually put a cable uh yep. you know they yep. tighten things up they put in they cinch a cable because all you need is is something to hold it in tension it's not right. a it doesn't have any structural vertical you know from weight from pushing down on it. Right. It's just pulling you know, in tension from side to side. So I might want to do that in my garage, that that cable, because I do have some stuff up in my rafters. Yeah. I actually have a staircase that my yeah. house was built in 1940. Yeah. They used attics and, and garage. Sure. All that was storage back right. in the day, right? right. That's, that's what they did. That's what I, People had closets up in their attics. You know, Doing an inspection nowadays, I'm looking up in the attic. Oh, can I look up there? I want to see how much storage space. I was like, this, isn't, this is not an attic that stores stuff yeah. in. And people are sometimes a little disappointed. I can't put anything up there. You no, you shouldn't. really shouldn't. In a ranch home, very seldom should yeah. you be putting anything yeah. up in your attic. Now, there's back in the day in Milwaukee, like the three stories with the huge attic that right. actually the has, a, has a staircase right. built up to the. That's an attic yeah. that right. you store stuff well, in. But even ranches, a lot of ranches had that pull down stair right. in the hallway, right. and they thought, you know, but that's what you're right. That's what they did. They had very little ins- insulation up there right. until. The seventies, when we had our our energy crisis, and President Carter told us all to turn the thermostat down and put on a sweater, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, from that point on, we started really insulating our attics. Oh, but did we look good in those turtlenecks? Sure. Absolutely. Oh man, were we styling? Yeah. All right, eight five five six one six one six twenty. The old National Bank talking text line. We do have some more texts coming in. Get yours in as well as your questions. No guests today on the show, so we're wide open for anything. We'll talk to uh, the nine zero three area code on this text next on WTMJ. Need advice? Call 855-616-1620. Our expert home inspector is here to help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Indeed it is. Saturday, September 23rd, 744. We're going to hit a high of 74 near the lake today and 78 inland. You may see a shower. You may not. Right. Depends on where you are. Hopefully not on the lake. Hopefully not. Uh, Dayton and David here taking your calls at 855-616-1620. Let's go to George in West Bend. Good morning, George. Thanks for calling in. What's your question? Good morning. I have a mold problem on concrete block. And you look on the Internet, and one time it says vinegar and bleach will kill the mold. And then you read on again, and some say that, Wenninger and bleach will not kill the mold. Which is the best way to get mold off a concrete block? So, first of all, we did a little search here because I was fairly certain you shouldn't mix bleach and vinegar. Dayton looked it up. If you mix bleach and vinegar, uh, an acid like vinegar with bleach, it creates a toxic gas. Yeah, chlorine gas, which is dangerous. Dangerous. So, So you don't want to be doing that. 
No, never mix bleach and vinegar. Um, so, and then we were having a little bit of discussion here. So when you have mold or an organic growth, so the only way to know for sure, you have to take a sample and look under a microscope to determine if it's mold. So, but the likelihood is that it is, you need to clean that off the surface. So you need something that is a cleaner. Bleach is not a cleaner. Bleach is a disinfectant product. It, it kills things. It disinfects things. So back when I was in, in the restoration industry, when we would have water damage or something, we would clean things first. Believe it or not, we used Dawn dish soap like it was going out of style. <laughs> um, but there are other products that you can clean with uh, that help remove uh, organic material. Um, the reason Dawn dish soap works so well is that it falls into the category of a surfactant, and that's just a big word for it makes surfaces slippery. The old commercial Dawn takes grease out of your way, you know, on the plate. It made the plate slippery, and it washed the grease down the drain. So you need to use a soapy water mix, or vinegar and water can work as well, too, but not the bleach. Once you clean it, then you can disinfect it with the bleach. But be careful about the amount of bleach you use. Okay, is, is what uh, this product called Watertight? Is that a good product to use on black? Is is it as good as their? It sounds like it is. Watertight. I'm not familiar with it. Is it a is it a paint or a cleaning product? Yes, it's it, it's a paint. Okay. Oh, is that by UGL? Um. Well, they make other products. So, well, if uh, it's a paint product, you want to clean. It. Go ahead. What's a good paint to put on there for to waterproof it? Then, so the the waterproofing would be the last step. You wanna you wanna clean it, disinfect it, then let it dry, and then you can paint. Kills, uh, kills is not really no. meant. For, they might make a, a product for for um, block for concrete, wall. but UGL is the dry lock is probably the most well known one. Um, this product, watertight, it may be. But again, whichever you're using it, because that product's going to try to seal the surface. Tom Faisal said, and this applies to this too, clean, dry, and dull if you're ever painting. So you want to make sure it's clean, then it's dry, and then, you know, if there's anything shiny. But in this case, that's probably not an issue. But clean and dry before you do any painting with any product. Okay, real good. All right. All Thanks, right. George. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great Thank weekend. You. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Let's go to Jerry in Muskego. Good morning, Jerry. What's your question? Uh, I built a house back in two thousand five, and when they built the house in a bomb, there's a, a bottom of the house. They put the I don't know styrofoam type stuff there, and they never put anything over that. Now it's crumbling. It looks terrible. I want to know: is there something I can do to make it look more aesthetic? Uh, with house or make it even better because it's starting to crumble and it just does not look very good. So that the insulation, the foundation insulation, uh, probably right about the yeah. time your house was built is when they, they uh, the requirement was that you have to insulate the entire foundation from below, right below the siding all the way down to the footing. Uh, they should have covered it because the the uh, the styrofoam insulation it gets. It gets uh, deteriorated by the ultraviolet rays of the sun. So in most cases, the builder will put uh, a vinyl kind of product over it or aluminum Aluminum. over it. The vinyl ends up cracking or your weed eater will destroy it. The aluminum gets dented and everything. 
in your case, since since you kind of can't get it down below grade, you might consider using a product uh, like a parging product. When I say parging, it's kind of like a mortar-based plaster product. Um, Creative Construction uh, down on the south side of Milwaukee does that kind of where they parge foundations and everything. They could probably do that. Uh, but also it okay. sounds like, you know, if you found the right product at a big box store or Ace Hardware, you might be able to do it yourself and just mix it up and trowel it on uh, and, you know, try to get a nice pattern on it. Maybe you can do a little swirl pattern and, and try to make it as attractive as possible. Okay. And what is the place that you said we could I could contact on the south side? Yeah, Creative Construction of Wisconsin is okay. the full name. Creative Construction of Wisconsin. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jake. Great question. Mm-hmm. 855-616-1620 is the number. Get your calls in. We do need to take a break. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. David Nason and Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. It is indeed sponsored by Siding Unlimited and JMB Construction and uh, Jack's Bright Purple Shirt. <laughs> right. Yeah, I hey, thought you were a Bears favorite. fan, yeah. not a Vikings we're fan. Vikings I am colors. a Bears fan. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. It just so happens <laughs> it's a very comfortable shirt that I got on sale. So okay. i got to get my money's worth. All right. But Jack will be you. coming in here in about Absolutely. six minutes with our news. Uh, we did get a text here on a conversation we were having before the break that says Insulcrete. Yep. So like insulation, Insulcrete. And uh, if you look up that product, that might yeah. help you out on coating right. those. Somebody so. who's uh, an entrepreneur or something, why... I've always wondered why these companies that make this foam foundation insulation that is required to be on the outside of the foundation, why don't they make a product that already has the coating on it? Yeah, and then and it's then, done. Then you put it and on, it's done, and you know, get and at it. Yeah, because I'm sure the contractors love putting that vinyl or aluminum on there, and then they get complaints about how it looks. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to the 903 we teased earlier. It says, good morning. Some contractors have said that my home early 50s build looks like a do-it-yourselfer. This photo shows the right materials may not have been used for the foundation near the back porch and garage. What type of professional should I cor- use to correct this issue? Also wants to check a foundation under the shed, it says. Right. You know, there's a picture along with the text, and it's showing some concrete or something exposed uh, Almost looks like landing stone. Yeah. You know, I was at somebody's, a new construction house, and what this might be is what it, what happened at this house. The con- the concrete contractor uh, poured the concrete stoop and then either right next to it cleaned out the truck or just had a lot of extra <laughs> and just poured this big blob of concrete right next to the stoop. Well, a couple things it's going to make it difficult to do any landscaping there, but also it's creating a situation where it's it's creating a funnel where water is just going right back to the house. Mm. So I don't, it kind of almost looks like just chunks of concrete under the ground. I don't Maybe. think that's part of the foundation. Um, so that's a little hard to tell. But if if you're in the Milwaukee area and if you have a foundation issue, whether it's for your home, for the shed that he has, if he wants an evaluation, Accurate Basement Repair does free evaluations. Chris Mancuso talks about it when he's on the show, commercials and things like that. They do free evaluations. They, uh, I think out of 10 inspections they do, they write 
uh, an estimate on 40%. Yeah, he's only at 40, four out of 10, 40 to 50%. Yeah. That most of the time they're there to help people and just advise them, you know what, you need to improve the grading here. You know, like the, the caller, George, he's just got some moisture coming through the wall. It's almost always a drainage issue. Right. Whether it's the grading that's sloped back to your house or a downspout that's disconnected or a downspout that's going underground that's failing and dumping water in the corners. So I would give accurate... Um, it doesn't say his name here. Is it Dennis from some earlier text? Yeah. I think his name yeah. is Dennis. Thanks for texting in, Dennis. But accurate basement repair uh, could come out and take a look at if, any if of these. If they canals. don't want to do it, once you explain your situation, I would also try Outdoor Living Unlimited because they do concrete oh, sure. work and decks and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Definitely. So that's another company, Outdoor Living Unlimited, that might be able to help you out with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one here. Uh, do we have time? No. We are going to take a break. We do have our number two coming up. Mm-hmm. No guests next hour as well, so keep these texts and calls coming in. Stump David Nason, yeah. get your uh, term in that you're wondering, does David know this term when it comes to construction or housing? Uh, we'd like to know that as well. We'll check in with Jack Grau coming up next. This has been the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. This is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. MJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you the Fix-It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Our number two, sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Dayton Kane and David here talking about whatever you want to talk about. No guests on the show today. So the lines are open, yeah. 855-616-1620. We could, we could talk about music, too, because oh, Isaac, okay. he's in a band. You're kind of a music band guy. I was driving home from um, an inspection in Madison during the week. Radio's on and everything. And uh, Blinded by the Light by Manford Mann's yeah. Earth Band. What the heck are they singing about? Have you ever looked up the lyrics for this song? I have not. I've heard many discussions Revved on up it. like a deuce, another runner in the night. But here's the sec. That's the chorus kind of that's thing. That's when everybody so questions what they're here's saying. The, here's the first verse. Madman drummers, bummers, Indians in the summer with a teenage diplomat in the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent pumps his way into his hat with a boulder on my shoulder, feeling kind of older. I tripped the merry-go-round with this unpleasing sneezing and wheezing. The calliope crashed to the ground. <laughs> what did I just say? That- you said, I miss my youth and now I'm feeling like I'm just living and I don't have any hope in front of me. That's okay. what you just said. Yeah. You don't understand music, David? No. And then some silicone sister with a manager, Mr., told me I got what it takes. She said, I'll turn you on to something strong. Play the song with the funky break. Yeah, there you go. All right. So now he's saying, I found my niche because I'm in a rock <laughs> band, and I'm going to be able to live the life See? that I've wanted to live. I know about houses. You know about Come music. On, man. Okay. On, it's so easy. And little early pearly came by in his curly whirly and asked me if I needed a ride. Wow! But yeah. anyways, the song That's rocks. The agent who's going to take all his money from the him song rocks, and I'm driving down the freeway, windows open, cranking. Yeah. It was. It was 
It was a nice week this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get to some actual text here. The old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Uh, some pictures yes. in this one, which yeah. are hard to translate onto radio, but basically it's a corner of, of looks like a Victorian-style right. home with like fancy woodwork on it. One corner's got like a round ball hanging off it, and the other one's missing that piece. And the gentleman asks, what do you call this? And where would I get one for the second picture? It's an old farmhouse. Um, Dennis is texting. And I'm, I would call that a corbel, maybe? Corbel, yeah. right. Definitely. Corbel. Cornice, corbel, something yeah, like that. Yeah, cornice would be another. Right. So um, Blifford Lumber generally has some pretty good, uh, a good uh, variety of millwork. That's really what we're seeing. What's missing, well, you're showing one picture and then the other picture, what's missing. It's like a four by four. You know, cut short with the ball hanging on the bottom. So it's really a matter of pieces. When you look at anything, any trim on a Victorian house, whether it's crown molding, base moldings, door moldings, and everything, it's really a collection of multiple pieces put right, together. Right. It's rarely just all one piece. So they could probably find that at a Blifford. Um, I think this texter from previous text sounds like they're up in the Mequon area. If you needed something custom, they might not do something small, but there's a really good custom cabinetry company up there. Uh, Esmonds on, okay. on Mequon Road yep. is a good company. Uh, there's a company in Milwaukee here called Acker Millwork that can literally make anything, any kind of millwork, doors, windows, that kind of thing. So there are places here, but I would try like a Blifford Lumber first where you should be able to find something stock rather than having to have somebody custom make something for you. There you go. Uh, Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Somebody trying to stump you here with a term, and I don't know. I had to look this one up, too. Working on the lump. Do you know what that means? (laughs) Come on. Working on the lump. We should be talking about stuff like, you know, uh, I don't know. Try to think. Hey, if you would have brought tools in to talk about today, we wouldn't be having these. Working on the lump. Jack, any idea what working on the lump might mean? No. Man, this is not my area it's of sounds, expertise, sounds like, and I am even like, more lost. Let me tell you, it sounds like when you come back from lunch and you got a lump in your stomach, you're working. <laughs> yeah. um, you got the lump in your stomach. So I'd, I'd ask Isaac if he knew, but he's got a mask on. I don't know how muffled he'd sound. So working on the lump means receiving wages gross without any deductions coming out. So you're you're basically working on the schneid that, getting paid cash like working on the lump. Okay, in my defense, that's not a construction <laughs> term. That's that 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 could relate to anything. You could be working in the, you know, in a factory. I, I just laughed you know? when I saw it come okay. through. I'm like, "Working on the lump. What yeah, does that mean?" That's that's not construction no. or home related. <laughs> so, good question, we, but we thank are you. We're going to take a break. Plenty of time to get your calls and texts in. The old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Thanks for listening to the Fix It show on WTMJ. Get her done. It's the Fix It show on WTMJ. <laughs> that was awesome. Man. On demand. That is our producer Isaac coming up with the man for man. Yes, and the texture said it. Yes, it was written by Bruce Springsteen, and he sang it first. But man for man, I think made it famous. And <laughs> revved and, up like a deuce, people. Yeah, That's yes, what it says. Revved up, revved like, up a deuce, like a deuce. Another runner in the night, but still. <laughs> no idea. It is the Fix the Chill, the old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Another text here with a term they're trying to get you with called screed. 
Do you know what screed is? So there's I don't uh, a screed. Um, so with you have if you have uh, there's probably a couple different ones. So if, if you have stone veneer at the bottom, you have a weep screed. It's something to allow moisture to drain. Um, I can I'm, I'm, I think it has something to do with plastering. There's a, a screed to help you plaster. That's a skim. A skim. Yeah, bingo yeah. is probably. David, you should know this. Uh, so I know a weep screed on. Uh, yeah, you're. On, you're I but it has to it do up. with the moisture drainage. This says a layer of sand cement that provides a smooth surface for underfloor heating to keep your feet nice and warm. But the mm. screed underneath, the, uh, like a paver right. patio, yeah. would be a screed probably with too. Drainage. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah. So it is a fix it show. We are taking your calls and texts today because no guests on the show. Um, as far as. What's going on in the world today? You wanted to talk a little bit about um, Nary because you got something coming up. That you want, or sorry, Wahi. I'm involved in Nary too, but Wahi, the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors, we have coming up here uh, soon. If you, if anybody's interested in becoming a home inspector, and it's a great profession, I love doing it. Uh, yeah, the market's a little tough right now, but I, I think it's coming back. I'm busy. Uh, the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors is putting on what's called a pre-licensing home inspector training course. And wouldn't you know it, it's right here in Milwaukee this hey, time. nice. So November 6th through the 10th, um, right here in Milwaukee. And then um, right in conjunction with that, the Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors puts on its um, what we call our education house and training seminar on Friday the 10th and the 11th right here in in Brookfield. So we do that spring and fall. Our home inspectors, we have to have continuing education. Uh, Anybody who's licensed generally in in Wisconsin has to have continuing education, realtors, home inspectors. um, I think even lawyers have to have continuing education, architects, uh, contractors. So we do that. We put on a seminar for our inspectors. And uh, if you have any questions, you can call me. I'm happy to. I'm the president of the organization right now. Uh, otherwise, you can go to Wahi Group, W-A-H-I Group.com. Right there on the front page is uh, information about the course and our seminar, if you're interested. All right. And uh, do you go to that as the I, president? Absolutely. Are you there? So, I so. go to everyone. Um, and it's funny, interesting thing. So it's November 20. 20- 2023 is this coming up 10 years ago is when i was introduced to tom faza okay. at a fall wahi seminar i was not a member of wahi at the time i just it was in oconomowoc i live in oconomowoc and i thought yeah if i'm going to do this i was doing it kind of part-time if i'm going to do this right i got to go to this seminar sure and a good friend of mine dave schultz over at kelman restoration introduced me to tom faza say hey you should talk to tom and the rest is history what did you get him for are. your anniversary <laughs> Tom or Dave? Tom. <laughs> Nothing yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah. Yeah. That's a good, good, good uh, suggestion. So the old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. I had to look this term up that came through. I think it's more about for builders. So I don't know if you're okay. going to know this one or not. Box crib. Box crib. Box um, crib. So my what I what came to my mind first, and it's probably a little different way of saying it is the box sill and that's the space above the foundation wall between the floor joists okay 
where we insulate yep. there. So yep. I call it a box sill. This is, this is a construction term. I, I had to look it up. It's, okay. it's a temporary structure used to add support to reinforce a heavy object that oh, you're trying to move right. so during crib, construction. Sure. If you would, normally what you would see is like six by sixes or railroad ties stacked in a, like Lincoln logs, basically. Yep, yep. You stack that up. Usually when you're moving a house or something or supporting, supporting beams, they'll stack up uh, the, the law or the beams to, as a support structure. Okay. Yep. There we go. We are going to take a break. When we get back, looks like the phone's ringing. The old <coughs> National Bank Talk and Tax Line is 855-616-1620. The Fix-It Show is on WTMJ. Thanks for listening. Advice you can use. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. 824, going to have a chance of showers, slight chance, 74 near the lake, 78 inland. Perfect day to be outside in fall. I love it. Oh, it's going to be gorgeous. Dayton Kane, David Nason here taking your calls and texts on the old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Let's go to John in Greendale. Good morning, John. What's your question? Hi, I got a question. I had some uh, estimates uh, for roofing on a couple houses I got in uh, August, and I was going to decide in September to get it done. Unfortunately, I got hit by a drunk driver, and now oh, I'm no. out of commission for 10 weeks. Jeez. So I was, cur- I was curious, uh, what's the latest you could really put a roof on uh, before winter, probably just October, November, right? Well, roofing can be done any time of the year. Uh, uh, Dayton and I were actually talking a little bit off the air you know, in my there are contractors who stop doing roofing in the winter, which yeah. that's okay. I I get it. Um, you can't really do it in like what below ten degrees. Yeah, yeah. If you're sitting at thirty degrees, yeah. you can still do it. Right. Yeah. In my my yeah. opinion, it really kind of it's the roof itself, the roof deck. There's no issue yeah. with that. It would be yeah. the condition of the shingles. If your shingles got delivered, and then Let's say you got no, you know November. We can get rain in November. We can get rain in December. Your shingles got delivered to your driver or something, and then we got rain, so they got really wet. And then right after that, it got really cold. So now your shingles, the bundles of shingles, become blocks of ice. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's going to make it difficult for the roofers to peel them apart and and apply them. They might damage them. But but being up on the roof is not a problem. Yeah, because I've heard that. You know, the, you want to do it kind of in a warmer weather, so they oh. stick down to each other. Or yeah, whatever. I said well, earlier. I said once earlier. they're on the roof, the yeah. sun's going to heat them up enough right. to get uh, them to stick right. together. That's not the problem. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. A, yeah. But I said earlier. I think about, my opinion: September about, and October are the perfect months to do a roof. It's well, still, that's why because I'm uh, I'm in I'm in rehab, and I like to meet the guys, and then I won't be able to get out in November till November, so it's kind of late. How about gutters? They can do it at any any with same the roof. Same thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. That's probably a little easier yeah. to. One more quick thing. Both the houses I wanted the roofs on have three quarter inch boards for the decking, but then there's there's spaces between like a quarter inch. Now you have to redeck that with seven sixteenths uh, OSB because otherwise the nails will go between boards. Right. right? You really should. There, yeah. it's going to be in the specifications for the yeah. shingle manufacturer. The warranty you need. To. Yeah, they they it'll say in there to what the maximum well, space, yeah. but it yeah. it would be best to deck it. Yeah. Well, what, what you know? That my question is. What the heck did they do when they first roofed it? They didn't deck over that. They just went over right over the three quarter inch boards with spaces. That's it's yeah. okay. Yeah. With the, well, yeah. Shingle manufacturers, yeah. as with any building material, yeah. Yeah. shingle manufacturers' installation instructions have changed, and so now yeah. that's yeah. that's a requirement for them. Right. It's not, not a building not a, code issue. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's not a, saying you can't do it. It's yeah. saying you don't have the warranty upheld if yeah. they yeah. don't do yeah, it. I want to do it. I want to do it the right way, and right. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And that, that adds about what uh, three or four grand to the price, right? On uh, yeah, it could. It does. I mean, if you have really, let's say you had a house that had cedar shakes on the roof, yeah, and the yeah. gaps between the boards when you have a cedar yeah, shakes are yeah. about like an inch, inch and a half. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah. be more cost effective to have them just put one buys, one pieces uh-huh. of one by boards in there yeah. if they fit, yeah. or they might have to rip them down. <laughs> I've seen that, that where they have strips in. Yeah, Rather than yeah. putting a, a deck on top. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Well. Well. Thanks. Oh, by the way, I, I did in uh, in uh, May. I just had an accurate basement repair doing my foundation. Great company. Yes. I would endorse them totally. And then uh, and the uh, salesman, uh, project manager John Kramer is a great, the greatest guy you could ever work with uh, from Accurate. All right. It's, uh, it's what, what's John sending you in the mail <laughs> for that <laughs> <No>. endorsement? <laughs> and also one more tip: anybody that gets basement. Uh, problems at all, get a structural engineer first to give you the real scoop on what has to be done. That's not a bad idea. You can do it. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's a couple, if somebody needed an engineer, I could give you a couple yeah, names. Yeah, because anyway, so yeah, thanks a lot for your time. All right, John, have thanks a great weekend. Calling. Thanks for calling. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. If you want to stump David Nason with a term, send that in on a text or give us a call. Also answering any questions that you have, we're going to jump over now to the WTMJ Breaking News Center with Jack Grau. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Thanks so much, guys. Dayton and David, it's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Thank you for joining us. It's eight thirty-four on a beautiful Saturday, seventy-four near the lake, seventy-eight inland. Yeah. As long it's, as the rain holds off, we'll be good. Yeah, too bad we don't have a window. The sunset was or sunrise yep. was beautiful. All kinds Gorgeous, of colors going on. Red sky in the morning. Sailor, take warning. Uh oh, and you're you're yachting today. Right. Well, but it's usually not. Do you like guys play right away. yacht rock while you're out on the yacht? <laughs> I listen to yacht. Rock. <laughs> that's why I don't know the bands that you guys talk about uh, all the time. Because that's funny. <laughs> probably not on the boat. No. That's why Man for Man was no. played earlier. Right. All right. Although you did just play Peter Gabriel. He's yeah. coming. I would love to go to that show. But could, the tickets are like that. 190 bucks oh. a piece. And that's like back at... Um, 190 Yeah. Seriously? Back... And that's like... Not good seats. So what's a what's a good seat cost? Uh, four five hundred bucks. Yeah. All these concerts are getting out of my that's, range. That's I'm, why I don't go to. Concerts. I miss the free concerts I used to get as a radio guy. Anyway, let's mm-hmm. keep talking here. The old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. This one says the gauge is part of the radon mitigation system installed in our house by the previous owner. Instructions say that if both columns are at zero, call the installer for service. What is this gauge measuring, and why is it important? All right, so anybody who has a radon mitigation system in their house, you should, in their basement, there should be a pipe. And what he's talking about is a gauge. It's a, like a U-tube. They actually call it a U-tube, not <laughs> not the video Yeah, uh, not service. the streaming service. But. The letter U yeah. and then tube, dash tube. And it's got a uh, red or blue or sometimes green liquid. It basically, it's a like antifreeze, so it doesn't evaporate. And all that is measuring is pressure on the pipe system. It's not measuring how much radon is either in your house or being evacuated. It's just telling you that the fan that is pulling air out of that system is working. And it's it's a they call it a um, uh, something column, water column. Okay. So how much pressure and and so it it's measuring it. There's a little measuring thing on there. That's not so important. It's just that you don't want them level. If so when tube, you get to zero, that means there's not enough there's, pressure to get the radon out the tube. Well, there's basically. no pressure on it, right. essentially. So, yeah, then usually either the breaker or the circuit 
for the fan has been tripped. If it's a, it could be plugged into a, a GFCI oh. receptacle, and that might be hmm. tripped. Or the fan itself is no longer working. Those fans don't – they run 24-7. Right. And so they don't last forever. I just replaced mine this this spring, and mine was installed in 2014. Mine's on the outside of my house, so it does get a lot more weather. Uh, some people have their fan in their garage attic or in the attic of their house, so it's out of the weather. might last a little longer, uh, 10 years, 12 years. But, uh, yes, if they, if they are level, call the installer. And um, if there's no name on it or something, I recommend Lifetime Radon Solutions. Uh, they're a partner here on TMJ. I also know the owner very well, and they installed my system. So Lifetime Radon in Delafield. Great question. 855-616-1620. Is there a best way for a company to clean gutters, i.e. blowers, water, flush, hand? How do you do it? What's a recommended company? Joan asks that question. Yeah, that's a that's a do-it-yourself project, although if you're not able to get, up, get up on a ladder, on, or yeah. a lot of people don't like going on ladders, especially if you have a taller house. It's really a handyman project or a neighbor. Sometimes <laughs> or, you'll or see younger. signs just on the side yeah. of the road, like yeah. the little yeah. garage sale signs that say gutter cleaning. Because is there a contractor out there that, that'll, that'll do just it? just come do no, it. No, not so much. Uh, a younger grandson or I was just going to say a family, family member. member. Unfortunately, that, that cleaning gutters is really a, a do-it-yourself But as project. far as the best way, no. Just no. get up there and clean them out. Before I feel. put cutter covers on mine, I always, I always have a bucket and one of those little gardening shovels and yep. just kind of scoop it out. It, it, if it's just leaves, you can use a leaf blower yep. if it's you're dry. you smart. A bucket. I just dump it on my ground. No, I would have a you're, bucket on a rope. You're so much neater I would have me. a bucket on a rope, and then and when the bucket filled up, I would lower it to the ground. Oh. So I don't. Then I can go down the ladder with both of my hands on the ladder. So I don't fall. Yeah, you know, uh, trying to carry the bucket and then then fall. Oh, dude, I carry my leaf blower up oh. while I'm going up the ladder. I do all kinds of stuff yeah. I probably shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Thanks for giving me these tips. Sure. I appreciate it. Uh, good morning. I was on my roof yesterday and found lots of asphalt pebbles in my gutters. Well, those are copper pebbles. Uh, maybe an eighth to a quarter inch in depth. Does this mean my shingles are wearing out and need to be replaced? They're 14 to 15 years old. Another so, good show. That yeah. with. Thank you for that. Right. So the answer would be yes and no. Yeah, right. It does mean that the roof is wearing because over time the the pebbles do wear off. I have um, two questions as yeah. a guy who looks at roofs a lot. Yeah. One, when's the last time you checked? Yes. So are these 18 years so, of accumulation? Yeah. Then I'm not too worried about it. Did you check in the spring and now you're up there again and suddenly have it? That could be hail damage. damage. Right. That could be a hailstorm that Good. came through, knocked a bunch of stuff off, and now it's in your gutters. Absolutely. I would have somebody check it out. A lot of people, including myself, yeah. do free inspections where we can come and say, hey, yeah, this mm-hmm. is hail damage that knocked all right. this off of here. I don't personally do just a roof inspection for the condition of the roof. Yeah. If it's part of a home inspection, I, always, I do look at the roof, but if somebody's looking for an hail damage inspection or something. I'll look at the at a roof if somebody thinks it wasn't installed correctly. Sure. So then I can look at sure. the installation instructions and see if that but but hail damage and others. But 14 15 years old unless you do have hail damage, it should have what 10 yeah. 10 15 yep. more years of life in it. Part of it depends on sun exposure or trees, is there a lot of algae on it? Right. Is it wearing? Do we have wind or hail damage? My question is did you have hail? Yeah. Was somebody up there walking on it to fix a chimney or something yeah. that would cause you know the pebbles to come yeah. off? The, so and make sure you trim all the vegetation and trees away from your roof because trees and vegetation that are up or near your roof, those are ladders. 
believe it or not, a ladder for, for an squirrels. animal. Yes, you keep the animals off your roof. Uh, this time of year, I have a tree that just drops stuff all the time. It sounds like there's animals yeah, running right. across my roof all the time. I'm like, what's that? Oh, What's it's that? just another Squirrel. it's another nut, a right. walnut, black walnut. Right. Thank you very much, neighbor. It's not even my tree. That's the terrible part about yeah. it. So we are going to take another break, 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. I see a couple terms here, David. People are texting in. Uh, <laughs> right, don't look them up. Look away. No Googling. Look away. No Googling. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. If it needs fixing, we can help. It's the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Fix It Show, sponsored by Siding Unlimited and J&B Construction. Dayton Kane and David Nason here taking your calls and texts at 855-616-1620. This term came in, manometer. Did I say Measure, that right? Yeah, measures pressure. I've usually seen them on, like, measuring the head pressure on an engine. Oh, okay. You know, like, car guys using use manometers on, you know, gasket. Make sure the gaskets on your heads and valves are working. That's okay. what I think of. Yeah, how would that but relate you could, to a house? Then? Well, probably can be used on measuring the pressure. We talked about it, in static pressure and uh, ductwork in your, okay. in, uh, your uh, HVAC system. All right. Another text says, I'm starting construction on a new home in the near future and considering having an inspection during the process. Should I only have an inspection after the home is completed, or does it make sense to have inspections during different phases? If so, after what phases should I have it inspected? So part do you of do it, this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so part of it might be... Are you having some concerns or maybe trust issues with your builder? Uh, you know, depending on where you're building to, the building, the municipality will be doing building, not not depending, your municipality should be, regardless of where you live, doing their building code inspections. I would be doing an inspection to, to consult you on the condition of the construction that's being done, the quality, maybe some things that need to be fixed. So... To answer the question, I can do it just when we're done and before you move in and just look at the whole thing as one. But I've also consulted for people where I they before they even start, the I've done three inspections, or four, I should say. Um, no, I think it's three. The foundation, once the foundation's poured, just okay. to go look at it. I'm not, a, not an engineer, but just to put a level on the wall, just kind of get an idea of what the foundation looks like if things are just out of whack. And then after rough framing, before any insulation or drywall goes up to see all the rough framing and the mechanicals are in, just to point out some things that, that look a little off. Windows are usually in, the roof's on at that time, siding's on. But before it all gets encapsulated. Yeah, before in things a... get covered up and closed in. And then when when things are done in the finish. So it would be three. And so is that a package you offer, like yeah. a new home build package? Right. And, okay. Yeah, just, and then I would just, but I would invoice you after each one. And how do people get in touch with you? They can give me a call at 262-443-8958. My website is bestinspectionsllc.com. All right. Probably the best way that my phone number's there, a, a form to fill out, information about me, articles from Tom. can see his of, beautiful face. I you can see his face right now, actually, because yeah. we're streaming live. again live on WTMJ.com, yeah. by the way, right. if you haven't heard. All right. Another one here says, we are remodeling a first floor master bath. would like to replace a large corner tub with a shower. Are systems available to replace it with a curbless tile shower? So you can do that. It, it involves doing a little bit of manipulation with the floor. So we have floor joists that support the floor, and then you have a subfloor, and then a usually an underlayment 
And then sometimes, depending on what type of flooring, then you have your finished flooring. So in a in a room that you have, a living room, you have carpet, you have a subfloor, usually like a three-quarter inch OSB or plywood. Yeah, yep. And then you'll have an underlayment, which would be five-eighths inch particle board. And then you have your carpet. Or you could also have luxury vinyl planking or uh, linoleum or something like that. In the case of a hardwood floor, you just have the subfloor and then the three-quarter inch hardwood floor. That makes up the inch and a a quarter of flooring, uh, or inch actually be inch and a half. Um, in a bathroom, if you have a ceramic tile floor, so you're probably going to do a curbless shower, you're going to have at least, you want at least an inch and a quarter of subfloor material to support the weight of the tile. And so what you your contractor could do is to recess the subfloor between the floor joists so they put a little blocking on the side of the floor joist, put the pieces of plywood between the floor joist, so now that oh, plywood is yeah. flush with the top of the floor, and then they could probably put in a layer of Duroc material and then use a sand material, uh, or it's actually like a concrete material, to pour the floor that would slope, and it would be best to have the drain probably as far away from the entrance to the shower uh, as possible, like a trench drain right, along right. the wall or over right. on one side so that the water drains towards that rather than you don't want it draining towards the entrance to the where you walk into right. the shower. So it definitely can be done. Just the contractor really needs to know what they're doing. And and, and then, of course, the structurally, you want to make sure that it's sound so that once it's all done, the, the floor, the tile floor, the shower doesn't all start cracking. And because it's going to be sloped, you, you really need to use smaller tiles you can't use big, large tiles because they can't follow the slope of the floor. Right. So, yeah, definitely can be done. Okay. Uh, Matt from Hartford texted back in. It makes me feel kind of oh. dumb. The manometer that yeah. he texted in, it that YouTube you were talking yes. about, that's the manometer. Yes. It measures the Pascals, Pascals of pressure. pressure. Yes. So that's on the radon system. Right. That makes sense. Sure. Thanks, Matt. Yep. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It is a Fix It Show. One final segment coming up. Get your calls in, 855-616-1620. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Call with your problem. We'll try to solve it. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Final segment here, David. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, we do have a text with the term cricket. Do you know what a cricket is? Jiminy, I, know what Jiminy a cr- cricket. I actually know this one. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so a cricket is something, a, little, a roof section that is behind a chimney. Any chimney, masonry, wood frame, vinyl, sided, whatever, any chimney that's wider than 24 inches should really have a cricket behind it. And so it's a roof section that diverts the water around the chimney. So you don't have water and snow just coming down the roof slope stuck. and getting stuck behind that chimney. Also There's called a saddle. Saddle. Well, saddle is more is different? about uh, uh, when what's two the peaks come together, two, two slopes you... come together. Okay. So you, sometimes an addition or, or just the way the roof is built, the house is designed. You have a slope coming down, another slope coming down. It would create this kind of a, like a crotch where. Water and snow would collect. So a saddle is um, it's oh, usually triangular yeah. shaped, yep, yep. and it fills in that area and it diverts the water out sure. to uh, the open end between those two roof yep. sections. So, so two different things, but saddle. they both are designed to create to move water away from areas to collect. That would collect. one final one coming in here and must be off this conversation we're having. Hot roof. 
hot roof. So a hot roof becoming much more popular further north and even around here with the especially since we have this spray foam, a lot of people using expanding foam insulation, is when you insulate the roof structure. So, so the most, deck? Yeah, between the rafters. Oh, okay. So uh, most people's attics are insulated, the floor of the attic. So you go up in the attic and you can see the roof structure, the trusses and everything. And uh, the hot roof would be where they spray the insulation on the roof deck between the rafters, between the trusses, and insulate that. It it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you have a truss structure, but if it your roof is stick built, meaning with rafters, mm-hmm. you can do it between the rafters. There's 16 inches on center. You insulate that, but now your attic becomes part of the conditioned space of your home. Now you really could use that attic for storage. We were talking about that earlier. Right. You wouldn't if it's insulated t- traditionally, but if you insulate the roof. Your attic can become usable storage space. Put a plywood floor down as long as it supports you. But then what, the other important thing is now you don't have any ventilation in your roof. No ridge vent, no fixed vents, no power vent, and then no vents in the soffit either. Because now you don't want any air coming in. From the outside. And the reason that's becoming more popular up north is because sometimes that air is so cold outside in the winter that it just really, it really becomes a problem, you know, that it's almost unavoidable to get condensation in your attic. So that, that and then they make these structural insulated panels. And that's a whole other thing. SIPs, <laughs> structurated insulation panels, where they just they're a sandwich of of plywood or OSB, and in between is insulation. And they just bring them on site, and they just set them up, and they that's the structure of your roof, and they're already insulated. Okay. So that's a whole another another way of building a roof. Keep getting better. Technology yeah. keeps. Yeah. Moving exactly. forward. All right. Well, thank you, sir. It was a yeah, great show. Enjoy great. your sailing today. Thanks. Enjoy your uh, your birthday party. That red sky's got me a little nervous for you. Well, usually just means rain. The weather's changing, mm, so okay. just be aware. All right. Just, but it's supposed to be nice, sunny, and warm as saying. long as the rain but, stays north. If you look at the radar, it all yeah. seems to be fading up so north. It, so I hopefully. mean, that's probably the weather's close enough. That's why we got that effect off the lake. Yeah. But I, don't, I just can't imagine not living near this lake. It's just... One of the greatest features of this state. Yes, that, for that sure. Lake, so. For sure. All right. We'll see you next week. Coming yes. up next, Rose Gray is back for the Fox World All Travel right. Show. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to WTMJ. This has been the Fix It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.